Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast. I'm Steve Blank. On this edition of the podcast, Catherine Sidman from Cascade Sciences hosts Ben Cassidy, co-founder of True Terpenes. True Terpenes is the industry leader for custom terpene blends and the benchmark for quality, compliance, and education. Their products are tested to the most demanding safety standards available, formulated, blended, packed, and labeled in CGMP facilities following FSP and ISO quality standards. Expanding the knowledge base of terpenes continues to be their central mission. By offering complimentary business consultation and consumer education, True Terpenes is at the forefront of showcasing how terpenes can be a dynamic factor in customizing and standardizing the aromas, flavors, and effects of its customers' lifestyle products. For more of the Cannabis Today content most relevant to you, visit canna-today.com and filter content by categories like subject, host, location, and more. Without further ado, Catherine Sidman and Ben Cassidy, live from the show floor of Concentration 2019 in Pala, California. This is Catherine Sidman from Cascade Sciences here on the Cannabis Today podcast. I'm so excited. Who's in the house? It's True Terpenes in the house, Concentration 2019. Ben? Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Let's say, say hello to the listeners. Here we are looking out at the exhibit floor. Way down at the other end, there is the beautiful terpene wall. Um, who I wonder for for our listeners who have not experienced the terpene well, if you could just tell us yeah, what that absolutely. is. Absolutely. So you know, it's a it's a ten by twenty installation. Uh, we've got four of them that we kind of keep in circulation around the country, and basically, uh, it has three main goals. The first goal is we're trying to uh, teach the cannabis industry the terminology and vocabulary for discussing the aromas and the flavors that they're experiencing. Um, but what it is, is it's the six primary terpenes found within cannabis, and it's the opportunity to smell each one of them in isolation. Okay, so can I try? Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go myrcene, pinene, limonene, uh, 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 beta-caryophylline, beta and there's a sixth one, pinene. Pi- Did I say pinene? You said pinene, yep. We're missing Linalil. two right now. Yep. Linalil is five, and we got one more, actually. We got, it's a kicker, Jack, yeah. Jack Hare, Durban Poison, both very reminiscent of this. Terpinaline. Terpinaline. Yep. Okay, terpinaline. Yep. Okay, I did not, I did not uh, hit it out of the park on that one. Tell me about True Terpenes and what you do and how you do it. Uh, yeah, you know, so True Terpenes is one of the original providers of botanical terpenes to the cannabis industry. Um, kind of looking forward, uh, we're really positioning ourselves to be able to provide hemp-derived and cannabis-derived terpenes. Uh, just today, actually, the FDA held a hearing in Connecticut over the inclusion of hemp derivatives in the uh, as food-grade uh, ingredients. And we had a, our chief science officer, David Heldreth, uh, was able to go and give testimony and, and whatnot. And so really looking forward to supplying terpenes, um, you know, no matter the source. But as, as of today, we're known for supplying botanical terpenes uh, for people to manufacture vape pens, topicals, tinctures, edibles, um, transdermals, etc. What What is your most popular product? Uh, our strain profiles, the infused strain profiles right now, kind of take on the preferences uh, you know, we have two main categories. We have infused and we have precision. Precision is just mono and sesquiterpenes. Uh, infused is mono and sesquiterpenes at about 99%. And the remaining 1% is uh, aldehydes, esters, ketones. It's basically flavor compounds. So mm-hmm. like the orange cookies taste like orange cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, or taste like an orange, rather, a citru- citrusy experience. Uh, so I'd say definitely the infused strain profiles. A lot of people... Um, kind of come into the space and they think they're going to make their own blends and then they quickly learn that um, creating flavor and aroma is complex and it's not really an intuitive art. It's it's really 
uh, a non-intuitive experience. So uh, people will come in, they'll try to make their own, and then generally people end up buying the blends from us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the things I'm probably most excited about uh, just at the beginning of the year, we went from the previous three years having two people in product development to now we have nine. And, and where do they work? Tell me what the environment is yeah, where they work. Yeah, so uh, we have one, we have kind of our purification uh, lab is in Texas, and it's it's what you might expect from a, a large-scale industrial extraction and purification mm-hmm. facility. It's got a two-story falling film evaporator inside of it, um, and that's that's kind of the primary step. We get these... Uh, essential oils coming in that, you know, whether it's lavender or lemongrass or um, like pine essential oil. And we're using the falling film to isolate each of the individual cannabis or rather terpenoids out of out of this, uh, what you might compare mm-hmm. to like crude cannabis oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's very much like an industrial scale process facility. Uh, in Portland, where we do the majority of the work or actually all the work with anything that's touching cannabis, um, it's just like you, what you might expect from kind of your standard extraction lab with a with a poured laminate floor and steel stainless steel tables and um, you know various lab equipment mixers homogenizers. Uh, we just got a GCMS and a and a um, a uh, LC. So uh-huh. um, we're still going to continue to do third party testing for all the raw materials as they come into the facility. But then once they're combined. We'll be able to do in-house testing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for for our purity and all sorts yeah, of things like that. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. The two uh, for product development, you would think. Yeah, just quicker. You know, one of the things that most people are really moving towards now that you know, three years ago people just knew they needed terpenes, and then two years ago people knew that they needed good terpenes, and then last year people wanted started developing tastes, and now people want their own. And so, mm-hmm. for us to be able to do rapid product development for people mm-hmm. and, and provide you so know, custom blends exactly yep. for producers. Yep. Um, how have you found the business climate? Because you're uh, you're in an interesting space. So you know, here at Cascade, I'm selling picks and shovels. You are kind of, and they're botanically der- derived. But you still, I imagine, it's still challenging to be in the cannabis space, and and it and it feels like you're even closer. So as a business owner, just tell me about some of those um, pains in the neck. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely, you know. F- the financial side of things has has thrown us our fair share of, of troubles, mm-hmm. um, but I mean the climate as a whole has been very accommodating to mm-hmm. to the model. I mean, we started we, to use a, an ocean reference. You know, we were out in the water and paddling, and then the wave came, and yeah. so um, it, it's been good. We, you know, we're pivoting right now, and like I said, really positioning ourselves towards the future. Botanical terpenes got us to where we are today, but it's not really our true passion. Um, our true passion is is going to be delivering cannabis derived and hemp derived derivatives. Um, Why is that? Tell me about tell me about the change because I see it's a preferential type thing. It's 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 your, what the your industry preference wants. Or them? It's what the industry wants. People want cannabis derived terpenes for cannabis derived product or for cannabis products, and you know that's that's what I'd like to serve to them. I'd say at the same time though, we're moving really heavily into like the beverage, food, and functional product space, and that's a fantastic place for botanical terpenes mm-hmm. and really where the majority of the evidence that exists that suggests that they have beneficial effects is has been done in food and co- topical cosmetic mm-hmm. and so we're moving into that space uh, we're bringing on a chief medical officer whose name I can't release yet but everybody listening to this probably has heard it before um, and that's going to go a really long way you have like way. this little like oh, I'm, you have this little what sparkle what in I'm your most excited eye about. Yeah. yeah 
uh, and that's gonna that's gonna go a really long way too. It's gonna plug us into the international um, cannabis scene for again, kind of that functional product. Do you see it? Do you see it as as changing your model to cannabis derived terpenes or adding cannabis derived terpenes to your botanical? terpenes and and both because i'll just be really i'll be really honest with you there's a lot of when you say it's what people want i mean it's what the people in this room want people in this room people in this industry people close to the core um you know true to the plant all cannabis all the time blah blah blah, okay but you have customers yeah who that's not what they want yeah they want flavors they're select strains and they want inexpensive consistent quality because they are a mass producing shout out to to select strains i know for a fact that select strains would prefer everything just oh oh oh, oh, oh. and i didn't mean to didn't mean to speak for them so i'm glad you said something but i'm saying they have a niche they have a product and and frankly they're on the you know lower cost side and I don't know that their customers are demanding. Yeah, right. You know what they I don't mean? have the preference. No, exactly. no. They just say, yeah, I like, I mean, there is a, there is like a Bud Light, Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what most people drink. Definitely. Right. Uh, that's so not what I drink. Most people. You I mean, are not like most I'm people. Not Let's like just make people. that very You're clear. You're not like most people. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, I think it's, it's definitely what, like you said, it's the tastemakers and drivers of the industry are really asking for it. But there's also a demand for things along the line of like a gin and tonic that tastes like cannabis. Like Mm -hmm, there's, mm -hmm. there's the people like a segment that I'm very excited about, um, is the terpene enhanced cocktails and mocktails Mm -hmm. so that somebody could go to a bar, Mm -hmm. not consume alcohol, but also not feel like they're missing out on an experience. It's it's the drink you just smoked outside and you came inside and now you have something complimentary to that. Right. And that's really kind of ties in with the, with the medical director coming on and being able to make actual claims based upon clinical evidence, uh, of, of the effects of these sorts of products. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the direction I'd like to go with it. Flavor got us this far, but in the future, I'd really like to be in a position where I could speak factually based on evidence about effect. And that's, that's what we're moving towards. Is, wow. You know, it, it's been supporting the recreational market, but uh, at, a, at a real core level, you know, our history is we we did administration for medical marijuana card clinics. And, you know, for the last nine years, didn't didn't that business has not has has broken even and kept the doors open. Uh, right. And so but, it, you know, it's very passionate. Like, it, you know, we never, I didn't get in cannabis for money. I've been in cannabis because I've just been obsessed how many with it. how many licensed medical producers are left in Oregon? I couldn't tell you the number, but I know it's, one. Yeah, very I know minimal. One. Yeah, I, and I, it's uh, you know, I know. Go I, Carla, I know go Carla yeah. from Skunk there you Farm, go. right? Yep. Go yep. Farmex because, um, I, or Oregon just has abandoned. Well, you know, and you, and you got you got four million people, and uh, like two million and one of them voted yes, and you know, like it was just mm-hmm, passed. So. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly metropolitan Portland. It's not the whole state, but it's a pretty large state with only 4 million people. So it's kind of hard to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and our laws certainly haven't encouraged it either. No, and, and, you no. know, and it, they kind of systematically dismantled the medical program. They mm-hmm. didn't do it all once. They did it over about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I will say in our clinics, we're, we're, we're probably at about 50% attendance as to where we were at peak medical. Um, so it's shifted to where now somebody that doesn't necessarily need to come and see a doctor isn't, why would they? But, uh, for somebody who is, um, actually like very, very ill and doesn't know how to self-medicate has never, isn't from that, our culture where we self-medicate and figure Mm -hmm. out things for ourselves. 
these people are coming in and they're getting, we have a, a fantastic anesthesiologist as our medical director in that company. Um, and he's put together a great titration schedule and he's put together a list of products that he suggests people use. And really, you know, his regimen is like, we're using, t we're using tinctures and edibles three to four times a day. And we're using, uh, inhaled vape products, PRN as needed. And, uh, it's, it's, it's going a long way for, for people who otherwise would walk into a dispensary, might inhale something once and maybe never have a positive experience. So mm -hmm. I'm very happy to be like mm -hmm. capable and able to be helping people who actually want to use cannabis in, a, mm -hmm. in uh, place of their, their opiates. Now, is that only, does that only pertain to Oregon, to people in Oregon? So I only personally operate the clinics in Oregon. Uh, we did at our, at our peak and it's it's definitely shrunk since then, just because of the way that things have changed across the country. But uh, we were we were scheduling medical marijuana appointments and basically running a help call center for 13 states. Wow! Um, wow. So primarily the East Coast. And what company is that? It's called Greenway. Greenway. Yep. Okay. Greenway Medical. Um, and in Oregon, we operate as the OMMC clinic. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, but that's that's really like taking it to. I, I'd I'd like to evolve. Uh, it's it's kind of like it's the beverages, it's the recreational market. That's what's allowing us to do this. But the things that I'm really most interested in doing is is feeding back into that clinic. We're doing we in, in Oregon. I hold a, a we have a commercial kitchen a wholesale license, a concentration license, and a uh, dispensary license all on one building. And the idea is to basically make the the cost of the clinic just cover the physician's cost, and then we're going to filter people into that are actually sick, ill, and, and looking for this sort of thing. Uh, basically, a micro compounding cannabis pharmacy. We have the ability to do small batch uh, cannabis products. We have the delivery license on that building as well, and so we can actually make. And because we won't be sharing a margin with a distributor or a retail outlet, we can basically sell above quality, above average quality cannabis products at thirty or forty percent less than somebody would buy in a regular dispensary. And this is going to be all through Greenway. Uh, no, this will. Uh, it's probably going to be through, what do we call it? Um, right now it's called Happy Kitchen, uh, is the actual license holder and everything. But, uh, the, when we make that shift, I think it's going to be called True Health or tr it's True Something. I love that because here's the thing. It's, it's, we talk a lot about how cannabis is medicine. Yeah. Um, but it's the medicine that you can't go to a pharmacist or a doctor to get. Exactly. It's the medicine that comes in a thing that says purple kush and has a gummy bear on it. And yeah. He's dancing in front of a yeah. rainbow. Yeah. And that doesn't look like medicine to me. It doesn't you know look what like I mean? And that and doesn't, that's not medicine that I recognize. That's not medicine that my, my, my aunt D yeah. recognizes yeah. so that I can help her with her knee. And so like coming back to that, is I think so critical and having medical providers like a pharmacist or a doctor who can talk to you exactly because you can go get your recommendation from a doctor but then after that like you said just go to the dispensary and start yeah. start smoking stuff and to be honest that that drive is what really made true terpenes happen is we we got very efficient and I, I ended up having you know maybe I freed up 10 hours a week or something finally in the old days of the clinic and we started saying okay what can we do now and we were sending people to dispensaries but we weren't really having any control in that process and we didn't really have good information to give them and this was right at the advent of lab testing being available so we went out I can remember my partner Chris and I going to a dispensary and buying something that said it was uh, it was two different varieties that were 20% THC and, and like three to five percent CBD and smoking them 
them in my living room and just being like, you know, these are so dramatically different. What else is here? And Okay, there you go. And so that's when we realized there's this whole thing called terpenes and started mm-hmm. digging in. And then like the the understanding of it was just so that we could then start explaining to, to medical patients like this. These are the differentiating factors. Like we're not going to tell you in a prescriptive manner like this one's going to do this. We're going to say observe what you're consuming pay attention to how it makes you feel and make decisions based upon that. But that's not Western it's not medicine. Easy. It's that's not, easy. not Western medicine. No. I'm going to give you this pill. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. That's it. I know. Uh, you know, not how does it make you feel and how can you be part of this conversation in this process? Yeah. You know, that's not, yeah. um, I live in a very rural area now and, um, it, it, there's, um, uh, there's a lot of backlog with the clinic. And so when you go in, you have like 10 minutes just to tell the uh, guy everything. Yeah. And sometimes they'll even say, yeah, it looks like this. It sounds like this. Here's what I want you to do. Take this medicine for a couple days. And then if it seems like it's getting worse, start this one in three days because they know that wow. the in medical care is impacted. Yep. You're not going to be able yep. to come back. So they just throw everything yep. at you yeah. with extra prescriptions or whatever. Yeah, pay attention to yourself and then make a, a, a decision. I mean, yeah, that's hard. I don't feel qualified. No, you know what hard. I mean. I don't yeah. feel qualified to do it. Um, tell me about uh, tell me about the Oregon market, how it's changed, how you're doing. You are you are in this charmed position where you're not limited to the Oregon market, right, right. so you get to sell everywhere. What's what is the what is the biggest? A lot um, of my friends have went out of business. Oh, uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, farmers or processors. Uh, farmers first, but I think processors, you know, are kind of getting eaten up and consolidated and, and there's some guys of scale that are able to do the majority of the work and, you know, with scale comes cost savings. And so there's definitely some people that are winning in Oregon. Um, I, I don't think I can speak as far as a, like a blanket statement, but I don't think it's the majority of the people that were involved in the creation of medical. Um, mm-hmm. it's a couple of national organizations, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like the quality of medicine, I've never seen better flour available at a better price in or- than than in Oregon. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and according to the news, there's a whole bunch, whole bunch left. Yeah. Who, who's going to be the one to tell the regulators that it's not all there? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know who's going to tell them. And, I, I don't and, know, and, and and where to find it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I have some ideas, but yeah. you got to be east of the Mississippi to yeah. get started, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's my that's my theory. Well, and but... you know, the market. What do you expect? You got basically maybe maybe like. 60 or 70 percent of the same growers that were growing in medicals originally made the switch or throughout the time period have made the switch to recreational and they never used to compete against their neighbors because like you said a lot of it ended up east of the mississippi so mm-hmm. but now when you're when you're having to sell your cannabis and it all has to go down the street that gets a lot more difficult and mm-hmm. you start stepping on toes of people and mm-hmm. yeah it's not um the as far as people that i i feel for since the the conversion of medical to to recreational in oregon it'd first be the patients and then it would next be the growers um many of which are the patients Um, right right so yeah it's it's as a consumer it's a great time to be in oregon um i guess like in comparison i i if you go to like the you know to get comparable quality if you go to like tlc or cookies in in la i'm gonna walk out the door after tax and pay like 71 dollars for an eighth Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In Oregon, I think after tax, I'm going to walk out and pay like 40 or something mm-hmm, of something mm-hmm. that I would consider nearly the same quality right, from right. from cultivators like Proof or mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind of like my the Proof is my favorite right now. But uh, 
Um, I like Dirty Arm Farm, yeah, di- Gnome I don't Grown. Get, I Gnome Grown yet, for sure. I don't get a lot of Jamie's stuff, unfortunately, because really? I don't go to the drops, and it moves so quick, it, it unfortunately. Moves. Yeah. It moves No, I, I, I love the guy's fast. stuff. I just don't get yeah. my hands on it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, and I love that. And see, just that conversation, that conversation that we know who's in the Oregon market. Yeah. And we like these guys that are in the Oregon market. Um, I want those brands to have a, yeah. a, a appeal across the whole country. And I don't want to lose them. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, right now, I think that this is a really comfortable space to um, operate in these 50 state tight compartments for right now, kind of get our bearings and then figure out how we can scale. Yeah. You know, and, you know, not not being an expert on brand or anything like it's hard for me to say like or to estimate um like, what does it take? What's the factor to go to another state and be successful? You know, you, right. you, you see a couple people doing it. Like one of my one of my original Oregon favorites, Squibs, seems to be doing oh, pretty good in California. Right, right. Um, yes. Lunchbox Alchemy. Yeah, Lunchbox. Yeah. We love Lunchbox. Yeah. So Also made in Cascade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So like those guys, like, you right. know, have something going on. But it's mm-hmm. like, what does it take for a gummy to jump to Oklahoma? I don't know. <laughs> you know, so. I think that the gummies are going to jump to Oklahoma. Um, I love, I want to thank you on behalf of the, if, if I may be so bold, is to thank you on behalf of the cannabis community oh, for what you do keeping a chief science officer like David Heldreth on your staff, keeping him engaged in the community, um, sending him to Washington, D.C. Oh. to testify before the FDA. Like what True Terpenes is doing to be part of the solution is pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, we it's it's been a big learning process, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. honest. Like we st- when we started, it was a Tim Ferriss style pop-up website of mm-hmm. do you want to buy this? Okay, give us four to six weeks and we'll fulfill on it right. to, you know, where we sit today. Right. It's, it's just constantly learning. So it, it, equally, you know, it's like we're super appreciative to the number of people that decided to work with us. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've learned so much about extraction and the art of, of cannabis product manufacturing from the people we've had the opportunity to work with. So it's been mm-hmm. a very mutually symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And it sounds like True Terpenes is supporting a lot of really good service in terms of the medical patients in Oregon, activism on a yeah. broader scale. And so True Terpenes, that economic engine is doing a lot for the That's industry because you've got the right really heart. what Really what we're trying to do. Like I said, it, it started with medical, medical, like, you know, I went, I went to jail for medical in Michigan. Like it, it's always been about this, I found out about this when I was 13 years old from a from a crotchety neighbor that my parents made me do free yard work for. She told me she used cannabis to save her life, and that's why she was still alive. Yeah. And like, get back outside and go do chores, basically. Like, yeah. it was like this rough thing. But I can just remember she just told me like, never believe what people are telling you about this plant. It's healing and whatever. And so I've just had this this bug since I was like 13 or 14 years old, and. Uh, you know, it's just never went away. And I was fortunate enough to meet my business partner who had had his life saved by cannabis from a, a rare autoimmune condition. So, um, you know, it's just it's it's like I said, being a part of the community has been great. And um, through all the ups and the downs of being in an emerging emerging industry, I'm just, you know, happy to be here. So. Yeah. All right. Well, then yep. from True Terpenes. You guys are the best. Oh, thank you. And I love it. And I love it. Thank you for being on the Cannabis Today podcast. Thank you for being at Concentration 2019. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to be interviewed by you. To learn more about True Terpenes, visit trueterpenes.com. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. 
If you're in the LA area, join us at the CWCB Expo September 26th through 28th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. To learn more about exhibitors, conference schedules, and more, visit CannabisMeansBusiness.com. Use promo code CANNATODAY19 at checkout and save 20% on your three-day Super Saver Pass. Thanks again for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast.